listeners welcome to another great podcast session i'm shivani muthiala the most common technological trends in the market you know that are booming like never before are artificial intelligence and big data analytics definitely they have been taking over most of the industries irrespective of the sectors right while coming to ai it is adding great value from automating the process on one side and also improving better customer experiences on the other side let's see how it is transforming the enterprise sector too in the words of lakshmana who is the senior vice president of strategy consulting and analytics at epsilon so while it let's welcome our speaker for the day hi lakshmana how are you doing I'm doing quite well Shivani I hope you're doing well I'm doing well too thank you so much you know pleasure to have you here on analytics insight platform today Thank you glad to be here looking forward to this chat Absolutely so uh, before we dive deep into the topic could you tell our listeners like what epsilon is all about Sure I would love to do that so epsilon is an outcome based marketing and loyalty solutions provider and we provide um, loyalty and marketing platforms and solutions to clients some of the leading brands in the world and we've been doing this for over 50 years um most people in the consumer space would not have come across epsilon as a brand because we are not a consumer facing brand uh, we are a brand behind some of the biggest consumer brands in the world um how do we do that i think we do this sort of work like loyalty and marketing solutions uh, through a set of our own proprietary data and a set of marketing technology and ad tech platforms uh, just to give you the size of the scale that we have got we have we have over 8000 associates across um, across about 80 plus offices around the world we have the number one ranked loyalty messaging and crm platforms um, as accredited by forrester and gartners of the world to give you the scale that we operate our loyalty platforms manage over 600 million members across 100 plus brands and our cdp which is our cons- customer data platform manages over a billion customer records for hundreds of brands globally through our digital media solutions we have this thing called core id where we have mapped over 200 million uh, people in the US across 7000 attributes so that's epsilon for you amazing and uh, you know what are the specializations and services you know that the company is offering to its clients so could you tell us about that sure uh we are i think the best way to describe epsilon other than um the outcome based loyalty and cons- loyalty and marketing solutions provider we are a saas company we are a software as a services services organization we also take pride in saying that we are software and a service company and i would explain what i mean by that in the next minute or so um in terms of the services and platforms that we offer to our clients on the platform side we offer loyalty customer data platform and messaging platforms to our clients um some people call them first party data platforms uh because you typically you typically take customer consent uh before you enroll them into these programs and platforms uh on the platform side we usually work with head of loyalty chief marketing officers chief digital officers those are the sort of uh client stakeholders that we usually interact with on the platform side on the ad tech and media side we offer programmatic digital media solutions to brands uh, to drive traffic and conversions to their online and offline stores 
these um, th this these media solutions are typically offered to chief marketing officers and somebody who ma who manages a media budget somebody who's like a head of media in a big brand big brand or an enterprise we also have a set of unique and proprietary data assets uh, where we have got information on consumers around uh, demographics, their household information, their life stage, their lifestyle, their buying behavior, media consumption behavior, and so on and so forth. So that's our unique proprietary data asset. And we we um, we bring the data asset to the table when we when we solve complex marketing problems for our clients. Um, these platforms and services that we have talked about are tightly wrapped around a set of high quality services around uh, strategy consulting, analytics, digital experience, and campaign management. Um, so that's the, those are the sort of things that Epsilon uh, delivers to its clients through its platforms and services. Wonderful. And uh, we now, you know, wanted to know why Epsilon is unique for, you know, data analyst and especially why not for others? You know, what does the company hold with regard to this? Yeah, excellent question. Um, I think if you're a data analyst, whether you are somebody who is graduating um, out, of a, out of an engineering or a business school, or you are a tenured person. I think if you if you are interested in building your career in data analysis or data science, I think you should be looking for an organization that is already rich with data. Um, so so Epsilon, as I said, and as I, as I said as part of the Epsilon introduction, couple of questions before um, Epsilon manages. Uh, rich first-party data on behalf of our clients. We are we are sort of like a custodian of this data on behalf of our clients. Um, so we already have the kind of scale that we have got is just completely phenomenal. And then through our media platforms that I mentioned, uh, where we offer programmatic media solutions, we have the ability to capture an uh, an an earned rich. Um, online behavior and digital behavior data of of our brands consumers so so it goes without saying that i think when a data analyst joins epsilon you have an opportunity to work on this data um, these are all highly rich demographics transactions behavior media consumption data uh, that you wouldn't typically have everything available in one place um, so we provide um, a couple of couple of career paths. For example, we have analytics consulting teams. They typically start with a client business problem and convert that into an analytics problem. And then you go ahead and develop a set of machine learning and deep learning models to solve that client problem. So that gives people the opportunity to understand the domain that the clients operate, whether it is banking or retail, CPG, healthcare, so on and so forth. Those are some of the top industries that we work with. Uh, on the on the on the analytics product side, we also our teams also work on a set of curated standard automated machine learning models that are sold as features um, on top of our platform. So so we do have opportunities for data analysts both on the analytics consulting side and also the analytics productization side, which attracts a set of data engineers and data scientists. So I do believe that I think, you know, I think it really helps us to attract the right talent, the sort of rich data and uh, the, the diversity uh, and the richness of this work really helps us to attract the top talent into the organization. 
Absolutely. And that's really interesting to know about. And, you know, as technology these days have been prominent, you know, for most of the operations, like, you know, uh, how the company is leveraging tech trends, you know, and, uh, you know, most of the companies uh, today are leveraging uh, tech trends such as AI, big data and analytics, right? So how was Epsilon leveraging these particular tech trends, you know? Good, good. Um, our platforms, all the all the first party data platforms that I talked about uh, earlier, Shivani, are all um, um, they are all available as software as a service, and they are cloud first, uh, uh, to some extent, cloud only platforms that we offer to our clients across industries. Uh, these platforms, loyalty, CDP, messaging, they are all available in AWS. Um, so we also deliver a set of um, curated and standard machine learning models leveraging AWS SageMaker and Databricks environments. We also deploy self-service analytics environments on top of these uh, data platforms in order to enable uh, the data scientists from the client organization and also Epsilon data scientists to get access to this data in all in one place so that they can continue to build the models they would like to build to solve solve marketing problems. Um, that's on the platform side. Uh, I mentioned we are AWS at this point of time with plans to include um, other cloud platforms over a period of time. On the services side, uh, we are fairly ahead. We, 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 we deliver our analytics uh, models across top three cloud environments, AWS, of course, Google Cloud, and Microsoft Azure. And in the last three plus years, we have made tremendous progress in leveraging some of the advanced deep learning frameworks such as TensorFlow and Keras. And we deploy algorithms using algorithms such as like neural networks, LSDM models, natural language processing and reinforcement learning. And, and due to the scale that I talked about, I talked about 600 million members, thousands of records in our CDP. Due to the scale that we operate, um, the kind of models that we are talking about couldn't really work in a standard database. So we continue to leverage distributed computing and distributed storage storage solutions using technologies such as Spark, PySpark, Delta Lake storage architecture, Scala, and MapReduce. And one thing that I wanted to say, say very clearly is that we don't use these technologies you know, because they are cool thing to do. Um, we use these technologies because they are absolutely required. Uh, to give you a good example, when a retailer came to us a couple of years back and said that I would like you guys to build a product recommendation algorithm, um, that retailer had about 50 million consumers. They literally had thousands of products. They had hundreds of offers. And then you've got seasonality and everything. Now, you could actually build a best neural network uh, that, that helps you predict the right set of products the consumer would be interested in buying next week you know that is not a problem but we actually hit a technological limit when we deployed this algorithm in the environment it took us like you know 10 hours to run the model to get the predictions that is not really um, you know acceptable in a production environment so uh, so that's a problem that is more conducive to be done in this distributed environment uh, that i talked about especially some of the cloud environments are well suitable to run an algorithm like this and that's why we use them so i just wanted to say that we don't do that we don't use these algorithms because it's cool we use them because they are absolutely required to deliver the sort of use cases the clients want us to solve for. 
Perfect. You know, happy to know how the company is actually enhancing these new tech trends, you know, for delivering great products. And uh, what is the most difficult data science problem that you have worked in your past years? And, you know, how did you manage to solve them? Yeah, um, I, I wouldn't say it's 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 a difficult, but I will I will talk about I'll briefly talk about uh, one of the most interesting data science and machine learning problem that we have solved uh, in in the past year. Uh, we've been working with this insurance company, which is just um, which which is a couple of years back has set up this business unit uh, that's called direct to consumer business unit, where um, as you know, insurance companies are good in selling policies through intermediaries, agents, and uh, brokers. Uh, but when you're when you're trying to sell insurance directly to the consumers, it 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 brings up a host of problems. Um, so there are three stages that we have actually helped this insurance company in 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 building a in helping them build a robust direct to consumer business. The first area is marketing. The second area is sales, and third area is collections. Marketing is all about okay. You do have a certain budget on a weekly or a monthly basis, and you need to really figure out what are the right channels and media that you need to invest the invest this budget in, in order to generate a certain minimum volume of leads. Uh, at a certain cost per lead. Okay, so that's a marketing problem. The sales problem is as soon as the leads are generated at a certain cost per lead, you need to really figure out. You need to quickly qualify the lead, whether it is it is it is a prospect that's worth having a conversation or not. You need to quickly qualify the lead and then pick the relevant product to do the product presentation. Come up with a quote, like an insurance quote, which would have a premium amount, some assured, and so on and so forth. And then finally, um, you know, sell the policy, which is a sales problem. And then the third stage of the problem is collection. Once the problem, once the policy is sold, that's not the end of the story. You need to continue to collect the premium on a let's say a monthly quarterly or semi-annual or or annual frequencies right so there are three stages of the problem so we have we have, we have worked with the client we have uh, split this problem into these three stages and then our data science team had looked at the data both internal data and external data to develop a set of machine learning algorithms um, that help them to optimize the marketing spend across media, that help them to qualify the leads very quickly based on few parameters. It helped them to come up with the most relevant product, insurance product based on the demographics and needs of that particular uh, lead or the prospect. And it also helped them to identify policies that are at a high risk of lapsing or churning. Um, so that you can you can work on your collections uh, priority ahead of time, call script and things like that. Um, so I think, as I said, I think we have set up a, we have designed a set of machine learning algorithms and created and converted them to decision engines and then and then embedded them across this uh, leads lifecycle from marketing to sales to conversion. And we have started to see that it is beginning uh, to bear dividends, you know, uh, in terms of um, helping us achieve a better set of KPIs and metrics. So I would say that's one of the most interesting problems that we worked on during this pandemic year. Great. I think it would be of, you know, great help to our emerging leaders, you know, in dealing things much better. Thanks for elaborating on that front, Lakshmana. And, you know, privacy these days is the major concern, right, across industries and companies. So how is Epsilon dealing with this particular issue? No, excellent question. I think every time I talk about uh, data and the set of, uh, uh, set of uh, 
you know the population and attributes that we have got obviously um you know the radar goes up i think people start to think about privacy which is which which is a very very important question i think if 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 i talk about data if nobody is actually picked on privacy i think i think they have missed um, the elephant in the room um so epsilon we are at the forefront of uh, engaging uh, dealing with privacy uh, our our platforms are privacy by design what do i mean by that um we when we work with clients you know on the loyalty platform and customer data platform and messaging platform we are not really working with data brokers uh, etc we are working with clients and enterprises uh, who have a consented first party data so if you actually go to an online retailer or a, or 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 a brick and mortar offline retailer you give consent uh, to to enroll in a loyalty or a crm program okay so that is that is step number 1 right so you offer your name and phone number email id and maybe your address and then you consent and then the expectation of the consumer is that the retailer would um, would 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 handle the data privately and then would offer something in exchange for that data right you know every time you go there from that point onwards every time you go into the retailer you continue to buy it is all the transactions are attached to that particular member id so that we know more and more about this particular consumer and their household so that we can go back to them with the most relevant products and offers and everything and then in loyalty cases we also give them points and other experiential benefits so there is a clear value exchange so the consumers are aware of this what are they giving and what are they what are they getting in terms of their you know getting in terms of returns from the from the retailer uh, or a traveler or hospitality player so i think i think all all of that use case that i talked about those are the sort of clients that epsilon typically works with and they are the they are the biggest uh, clients of our first party data platform on the media side that i talked about we stay within the privacy regime on the online data that i talked about where um, we have uh, the consumer behavior information online behavior media consumption their transactions we don't hold any first we don't hold any PII information in that data we call it pseudonymous data so we really don't know who this individual is but everybody would have an id through which they are we 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 uniquely identify that individual and personalize the you know the programmatic media for them uh, so we call them as i said we call them pseudonymous um, id solutions and then by the way i would say we, we we also work with some of the leading banks and financial services institutions in the us and elsewhere in the world and um, you know banks are pretty tight about data privacy and and everything and and we adhere to we check all the boxes in terms of what they expect to see from a um from a solution provider like epsilon and finally i would say you know when when europe launched gdpr regulations and then california had come up with ccpa um we were we were the, we were the first few company we were one of the first few companies um that was compliant to gdpr and ccpa uh, regulations amazing truly the company is doing a great job you know in this particular front and uh, coming to enterprise epsilon has been solving enterprise issues right so tell us about that you know uh, along with interesting use cases that you feel 
Yeah, some of the use cases, I would say Epsilon, the, the, the way that Epsilon differs from a lot of other companies is that we are in this marketing and loyalty space, and, and, and that's the only thing that we do, marketing, loyalty, and media, I would say. We don't do supply chain, inventory optimization, and HR management. I think we don't we do not do uh, that sort of a thing. We, we are very good in marketing and loyalty. Um uh, we we solve marketing. We do marketing and media optimization. I talked about that insurance example, which is a which is a media and channel optimization problem. We work on areas around customer lifecycle management. So let's say you're a retailer or a bank. I think you know what do you need to do to acquire the high quality you know high quality and high value consumers. Uh, to your brand, uh, how do you onboard them? How do you have a certain level of engagement with them, um, retaining them, and then and then and then lapsed cons- consumers or elapsed, you know, lapsed or churned consumers. How do you win them back? Okay, so you can if we call them customer lifecycle from acquisition to onboarding to engagement to retention to win back. So we work across the entire lifecycle management with the uh, biggest brands and enterprises. Um, uh, retail is one of the biggest industries that we operate. So retailer for retailers, some of the use cases would be around helping a retailer to improve average order value, frequency of visits, share of wallet. I must tell you about some of the work that we do uh, using our own proprietary data. We do have a data asset called TXPend where we do have information around at an individual and household level, the kind of spend that individual and, and the household make on um, hundreds of brands across many categories and subcategories. So, um, so when we go to a retailer, we can actually take their data and match it with our TXPend and then tell them that um, as a retailer, they see like a thousand dollar spend uh, from this particular consumer, but then through our data, we see a eight thousand dollar spend elsewhere. So, um, so that, that that's really, I mean, every time you do an analysis like that, it really opens up their eyes and say, okay, I thought this customer was high value for me, but there is more value to be captured. We call them headroom. We call them share of wallet. Um, so those are some interesting use cases that we do, and we are only able to do these use cases because we have actually put some effort into building the um, you know the proprietary data asset that we talked about on the personalization side we solve a number of personalization use cases for our clients around the right product and right sku to uh, recommend uh, to that particular customer like you know the right offer what level of depth that we need to go to the offer in order to incentivize the customer to make the transaction but at the same time have a certain margin uh, through the sale um, we we optimize we we do channel optimization you know some people are good in you know email some people are some people respond to sms um, some people need to be targeted using paid media like display advertisements. So you really need to, it's very important for you to figure out what is the right channel and also the right time to reach out to the consumers in order to incent them to continue to transact with you than going elsewhere. Um, on the paid media side, we do optimization around the display media, video advertisements, social and connected TV and so on and so forth. So those are some of the use cases, and as as you would imagine, they are all primarily around marketing and loyalty and media areas. Wonderful. And you know, going back to data analytics, is there a need for companies, you know, to develop a robust uh, data analytics system? So, uh, what do you think? If yes, then you know, what are your reasons, you know, to uh, validate it? 
Sure. I mean, I think anybody who's listening to this podcast, I think, you know, I'm sure I'm preaching to the core here. Um, as, 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 I mean, I, I came across this interesting quote from um, ex-Google chairman Eric Smith that, you know, if you're a leader in the enterprise, you know, uh, you have to run towards AI. You know, I think um, although there are some issues around uh, uh, privacy, ethics and safety of AI, all those things are, are talked about. Uh, if you purely look at it from how you could use AI uh, to improve your business outcomes, I think there is tremendous untapped potential over there. Um, so we at Epsilon, since we are a data and technology and media company, as I said, in the, in the space of marketing and loyalty, um, we encourage our clients to be AI first. We encourage our clients to, uh, you know, take advantage and sweat their internal data. We encourage uh, their clients to look at second party data relationships and third party relationships. Um, so so, so we, we thrive uh, in this particular area. Um, digital transformation, like you know, uh, is 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 such a massive thing. It is it is even more so um, in 2020 when the pandemic hit. We have literally seen some of the retailers who said that oh, digital transformation is important, uh, but it is few years down the road. Literally, they have to really close their shops. You know, when the pandemic hit, like back in March, April 2020, they, we we can almost see their sales go from wherever they are, like you know, millions of dollars. Uh, to almost close to zero because no stores are open. Now they are waking up and then asking themselves, okay, okay, what is my digital transformation? Uh, within the digital business transformation, Epsilon operates in digital marketing transformation uh, with those use cases that I talked about. Um, so it's absolutely critical being AI first, looking at your company, um, transforming your company through digital technologies and data is absolutely critical. Uh, you know, so 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 I think I think I think most companies are now have realized that some of the some of the companies who are left behind have also realized this and they are making big investments in this area going forward. And Epsilon is um, you know absolutely thriving and succeeding in this environment. Great, you know, all this is just possible through upskilling, right? So how is the company investing on upskilling employees within the organization to meet the demands at present and also uh, of the future? Yeah, I, I can speak about, I mean, Epsilon globally has got 8,000 associates. We have got we have got hundreds of data scientists in the US and India. In India, at the last count, we have over 200 plus data scientists uh, in India across many business units. Uh, Epsilon is organized by different business units. Uh, so each of these business units uh, has um, um, a small to big size data science teams to uh, deliver advanced analytics solutions to clients for, for that particular business unit. Um, I think I think our approach to upskilling uh, employees, the associates, is that I think first and foremost, the focus is on giving them a really interesting and intellectually stimulating business problems to work on. I think I think it is critical. I think you know we shouldn't really think of this upskilling as something that you necessarily need to go and take a course on. I think I'll come to that. I think there are a lot of uh, things that we do to encourage associates uh, to pick up, you know, to improve on their learning and development activities. But first and foremost, 70 percentage of your learning happens on the job. So it is about ensuring that we onboard the associate appropriately and then, you know, train them up appropriately and then deploy them in a certain account where they can add value. 
Um, so I think that's where, in my in my view, like most of the learning happens. Uh, you know, keep them challenged and uh, stimulated, and solving that problem is absolutely critical. Other than that, other than their day job of solving critical client problems, uh, we have invested heavily in L and D, and we have done more so in the last couple of years when we were all locked up and in, in within our houses. We have done a series of uh, in classroom, although virtual, like training sessions. You know, there are work assignments that we give to individual, you know, to to our associates after they complete the training to earn their course credit. Uh, we have we have sponsored. We have spent money in. Um, you know, um, and, and and encourage them to take these you know MOOC courses, uh, the online courses across Plural Site and Udemy, Coursera environments, and we are also in the last year or so we are also beginning to partner with campuses in India, um, you know IIT Madras and some of the NITs. You know we are collaborating with our product engineering team and data science team. We are working with some of the top professors in these institutions, and then we have created this core team of professors and uh, the students in that institute plus epsilon associates you know and then they they take on a certain problem and then they go to the side and then work on it uh, so this is beyond your day to day uh, work like you know you take some of the most out there problems and then work on it and if you can solve for it then if you can create a solution out of this to our clients that's even better but learning is the primary objective of running uh, programs like that through some of the institutes that I talked about and we have also done our first analytics summit um, last year where we have got hundreds of people within Epsilon India uh, attend that analytics summit earlier this year so we had uh, leadership talks we had paper presentations we had panel conversations and so on and so forth so learning and developing is an absolute priority uh, more so when we are when we are working remotely uh, and I've seen that it has it has helped us to um, keep the associates motivated and engaged very interesting you know these things really matter a lot for great evolution in the future so uh, lastly what what are the career paths for data scientists within the organization so could you tell us about that Absolutely, I think there are there are two career paths. Uh, I, I must have alluded to that in in, in my earlier answers. Um, the first career path is the analytics consulting. Um, so these the, the you know the individuals typically out of campuses they they start as a graduate analyst, data analyst, and then they can become a senior data analyst and a lead. Um, a manager, senior manager, and director. I think that's a career path. Um, you know that's a career path. You know some some people are on. Um, so that's analytics consulting is is like you know these are all big enterprises in U.S. and elsewhere in the world. They have bought Epsilon's platforms that I talked about. Um, there is an analytics consulting services that they additionally pay for. And these teams are available and uh, they work very closely with the clients, uh, business stakeholders to ensure that they get the value out of the data and the platform uh, that they made investments in. Uh, so this path is very interesting because you're really at the cutting edge. You're working directly with the clients. You're listening to their business problems. You're coming up with a solution. The, the, the solution can be a simple data analysis or it could be an advanced deep learning model. It doesn't matter. Any Anything that you do that would help us you know, solve that business problem is what we need and that's what clients care for. Uh, and, and, and we also demonstrate the 
return on analytics investment, return on platform investments and things like that. So that's absolutely critical. And one other thing that this analytics consulting team does very well is they also over time begin to build industry depth. I think if you're really talking to healthcare clients or banking clients, you really need to speak their language, um, you know, to own the credibility. So as as you as you grow within this career path, once you get to a lead or a manager level, you got to really pick up uh, the domain and the language that the client use, you know, that becomes a currency. So that's an analytics consulting track. And then the second path that we have got is analytics product. But analytics product is like your stakeholders are all internal stakeholders. You don't necessarily work directly with the clients. That's done by our analytics consulting team. But analytics product team is all like more inward focused. You know, you have a product roadmap and um, here are the set of features or the models or the data pipelines that need to be delivered as part of that, you know, let's say a quarterly or monthly roadmap. And that's what you work on. You deliver on that. Uh, for that, I think we hire a set of like data engineers and data anal- data scientists, um, you know, people who have got a little bit of a programming mind. Uh, the, you know, people also understand the algorithm very well. I think those are the sort of individuals that thrive in this environment. And as I said, you don't you don't you don't work directly with the clients, but then you work for the internal product team and deliver on that roadmap. And uh, the beauty of this work is once you do a certain set of features and models. Um, it works not for one client, it works for like 15 clients, you know. You can get feedback from how it is working for 15 clients and then take that into your, um, you know, revision or or your, your, your next stages of the roadmap. So those are the two paths, analytics consulting and analytics product. Uh, product career paths, those those pro- those paths exist uh, within Epsilon, and I've seen that the people usually move. I've seen some people transition from our analytics consulting to analytic product um, over a period of time if they feel like that's the right path for them when, when it comes to their career. We do have a very successful internal job program where literally last year hundreds of people applied and um, 20% of them are successful in moving from their current business unit to a new business unit. Um, and by the way, Epsilon Epsilon is majorly North America focused. Over 90, 95% of our clients are in the US, but we are also beginning to have, um, we are also successful in Europe now. We, are all, we have also launched an APAC a couple of years back. We are beginning to get clients in APAC, India, Australia, and Middle East. Um, so there are opportunities for people to go move to this new location and work directly with our sales and client services and client teams. Um, so there is a regional, um, you know, if, if you wanted to go work for a new location over time, um, those opportunities are available within Epsilon. Absolutely. And I'm sure this is definitely going to help all our uh, you know, data scientists and uh, data analysts who are actually listening to our podcast. Thank you so much, Lakshmana, for joining us today. It was really a pleasure talking to you and uh, optimistically looking forward to see even more innovative solutions coming up from Epsilon Science.